This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And Arizona men's basketball finish defeating Morgan State tonight in the season opening game, 122-59. to Not close, obviously. Uh, we're here to talk about it. But before we do, we have a word from our new sponsor. And here we go. Longview Insurance and Investments. As basketball season begins, so does a new sense of hope and excitement in our community. You may be looking forward to March already, but the journey is just as important as the destination. At Longview Insurance and Investments, they understand that a better future starts with planning and preparation today. They pride themselves on being a trusted partner for your financial future. Start your journey today and visit their website at www longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. It's going to be awesome. You guys should do it because they're supporting us all season long. Thank you so much to Longview Insurance and Investments. Basketball. Shelby, I, uh, people on the website were joking. I, I have a confession to make. So I posted my instant analysis of Arizona's win. I saw that. With two and a half minutes to go in the game. <laughs> uh, I wrote it at halftime. What? I was done. Don't tell everyone your tricks. I wrote it at halftime. That I, I do not usually do that. He's not um, doing that But usually. at halftime, that game was over. And I was watching other games while watching Arizona. So What a luxury you I have. I went back and I I looked at my instant analysis and it, it still lined up. So, um, you know, I also can see the future. I was confident. You do have a little bit of a gift. I was confident that Arizona would win that game with two and a half minutes to go. I felt very good about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Was that the largest, like, win margin since, like, the 90s or something? So, believe it or not, Arizona, I'm not good at math. The The final margin was 63. Right. The biggest Arizona victory ever is 64. Ugh. Um, I believe... So yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, it kind of played out the way that I you predicted. I think the predicted. biggest, the most home points was 127. Well, that brings us to the first question. You already Which I literally it. just said without reading. But did the game play out as expected? Well, yesterday we did the preview podcast, and it was riveting. I told you guys that this game would be very close. <laughs> um, and I said, I did say, though, 33 points was a lot of points. 
63 points. 63 points is more. Is also a lot of points. Uh, I thought Arizona would win, obviously. I thought Arizona would kill them, obviously. 63 points is just stupid. Uh, it's dumb. Like, it, it, you know, and, and I felt bad for Morgan State, and I realize that Morgan State isn't very good, but, like, you just kind of felt bad for them. They hit those few jumpers in the beginning, you're like, okay, maybe they're, uh, Can maybe be know, competitive here. Maybe they'll be within 20. And then they went ice cold, and mm-hmm. it just, it all just went down. Do they make money for doing this? Yeah, they get okay, paid. Okay, okay, That's all. That's the only reason why these teams Little do Little schools this. do it. Yeah, they get paid. They know. Didn't Look, any of you go play UConn or something? Yeah, at no point, by the way, Tommy Lloyd's kid Liam had like 15, 6, and 5 in that game. Good he was job, the only good Liam. player for any of you. But like, I don't know what Morgan State's pregame speech is, but is it like, shock the world feels kind of stupid. It's probably just like, let's play our best and see what happens. And this You get to play against an elite yeah. team that's probably going to the Final Four. Yeah, whoa, okay. I'm just we? saying, that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, you kind of feel about it. But, but I will say this, like, their parents, it was cool. They had a nice little section of parents, and they were clapping up until the last bucket. Aww. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I, when you're a parent of Morgan State basketball player and your kid gets a chance to go play in McHale Center, it's probably pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Uh, well, overall, what stood out to you <laughs> besides that score? Uh, there's multiple things, but let's, let's focus in on the first one. I, again, everything I say here, I fully am keeping competition in mind. Our post game and our preview will be longer for Duke on Friday. Obviously. But the thing that really jumped out to me, and I even asked Tommy Lloyd this, um, is if you took last year's backcourt, and said, I want to bring in a backcourt that is the polar opposite of what I had last year, it would look like this. Like, it almost felt like Arizona's guard shot more at the rim this game than combined last season. It is just a completely different backcourt. Um, Caleb Love is still going to shoot jumpers on that, but he got to the rim whenever he wanted. Boswell, same thing, whenever he wanted. Jaden Bradley, his numbers may not show up, but he got to the rim uh, consistently. These guys get to the rim. They're not just passing the ball around. And again, like, this isn't to diss Kirk Risa. It's, it's just different. Like, Kerr's game was he's going to run the offense and find the guy. He's not going to drive into the paint and dish it out. Just didn't do it. And he's not going to score out the rim. And Tommy Lloyd said, like, you know, he values that he wanted guys that make layups. And then he, I think he thought, oh, that, that sounds kind of dumb. But he's like, I'm serious. Like, it's, it's much harder to make layups in college basketball than people think when you're contested and all that. I just want guys that can shoot layups. Yeah, and make points. And and so to me, the biggest difference by far, and the biggest thing that stood out is uh, this backcourt is dangerous. Um, you know, Morgan State did a decent job of not fouling. <laughs> I mean, Arizona went to the line 32 times, but like, Caleb was four, and you know, KJ went to the line one. So the guard, it wasn't necessarily the... The guards, Kyle Boswell didn't go to the line. Uh, Jaden Bradley didn't go to the line. It was the bigs. Um, but other teams are not going, like, it, the game's going to go differently at times. And, and you're going to see Arizona's guards get to the line because they're aggressive um, in the paint. Uh, also, and I'm just, I'll just go down the line with things that stood out. Morgan State isn't good. Right. I'm not pretending like Morgan State is good. Mm-hmm. But as bad as Morgan State was last year as well, 
believe it or not, they were ninth in the entire country enforcing turnover percentage. I do know that because you said it last time. Yeah, like they forced turnovers. As bad as they were, like Arizona had 14 last year. As bad as they were, they forced turnovers. Arizona, (laughs) I'm laughing, had 26 assists to 7 turnovers. I think we said we'd be happy if they didn't have 20 Um, turnovers last night. And, like, Kylan had one and Bradley had one. So only two of those turnovers came from guards, pretty much. Um, That sticks out. I don't know, Shell. It all six. Arizona had forty-one points off turnovers, which is stupid. Uh, <laughs> the rebounding, uh, they did what they were supposed to do, forty-nine to twenty-seven. Arizona had thirty-one second chance points. Uh, they had fifty-eight points in the paint. They had thirty-eight fast break points. Morgan State's entire team fifty-nine. Arizona's bench fifty-one. Uh, look again, like. There's only so much you can say about a game like this. They they did what they were supposed to do. You asked me what stood out. I don't know what what didn't stand out. You know, also, <laughs> don't like, be annoyed here. You wrote that question. Well, I just no, read the no, question. I'm, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> these podcasts, and I'm not. I'm, this isn't a complaint by any means. But I always tell Shelby like these podcasts are so like football. I can go play. These are play. difficult to do because there's not a lot of like. Like Arizona to talk about. played a team that it was significantly better than. And it should be appreciated. And I asked Tommy this too. I said, look, what does it mean? Like, here, you want to know another thing that stood out? Like, Arizona went into the half up 61 to 26. In the second half, it was 61 to 33. It is not easy in college basketball to keep your foot on the gas, right? And there were still close. Cal, I know, again, this is different level. Let's look at Michigan State. They lost to, to James Madison. Yep. And James Madison isn't awful. They might even win the Sun Belt this year. But you shouldn't be losing your opening game of the season to James Madison. Um, You know, and there's other teams throughout the country that had difficult games on their first night. And wins are to be appreciated. Because especially in college basketball, you know, this is different. College football, you win seven games, you're going to a bowl. Six games, whatever. College basketball, one bad loss could really screw up your seeding. Um... And if you're at a certain level, it could really keep you out of the tournament. And again, Arizona wasn't losing this game. That's not what I'm saying. But Oklahoma State lost to Abilene Christian. Um, That's a bad loss. McNeese State beat VCU, where McNeese State had their interim coach. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. 
you know, like there's there's games like that where, you know, should those teams get to the postseason, those games are going to be looked at. So I think in college basketball, there's something to be said for you going out and kicking the crap out of an opponent for two halves instead of one or one and a half. And you're supposed to win the games you're supposed to win. Right. Because the selection committee is looking at that. I'm so. looking at that. You're looking at that. I'm looking at that. Mike's looking at that. You know, everyone's looking at that. We're all looking at it. We're all looking at it. Um, one of our favorite people, Pella, Pella Larson, was back in the lineup tonight. What did he bring on Monday? Okay, so Pella, to me, is one of the guys that I'm most curious about. Because, again, <laughs> I'm going to try this year not to mention him very much. But there is absolutely an internal concern uh, between with Pell and Kerr and Kerr's influence on Pell. Uh, the coaching staff fully believes Pell is going to be, like, really, really good this year. Um, keep in mind, he didn't play in the first two exhibitions. So this is really his first true game and since the international trip, right? Coming off a sprained ankle. So what does he do? 15 points in 15 minutes. Um, I'm very confident that if Pella averages one point a minute for the rest of the season and averages 40 We're points be a game. We're happy. Right, Arizona win. But on a serious note, like missed one shot, got to the line six times, uh, looked... He looked much more aggressive. That was the theme of the night to me. Like, I talked about it with the guards. Pella looked aggressive. Like, he wanted to get to the basket. He shot the three and he made it. But he very clearly wanted to get to the rim. Uh, he was really good in transition. He looked awesome. That's so, great. And it, it, it it's, you know, it's not easy to come off an ankle injury. He played so well, you wonder if he could have played in the exhibition the other day. But he really cares. Yeah, I know. Save, save the ankle. Yeah. The more you hear about Kerr, like, after Kerr has gone, it kind of feels like he's, like, your cool older cousin or brother that was just always kind of, like, yeah. the screw-up, but everyone loved him, and he was good at some things, but not, like, quite as good as everyone thought he was, and... Are you describing me right now? You're I, staring right at me. I mean, I'm we're talking to each other. We're having a conversation. Oh, I thought you were saying... Okay. But, I mean, I, everyone loves Kerr, and then it's always, like, but, you know, like, you know, is he a leader? No. Do you have maybe sort of maybe his attitude rubbing off on Pella, who's like, you know, like being his potentials being held back a little bit? Like, I, I don't want. I, but we're not saying that. It's just like you hear. It's not just us saying this. Like there's other right. people that have podcasts. You hear other things about him, too. So wish him the best. We love Kerr. He just I think the the. The team out. Well, part of it is you want to you want to see if it's true. We want to see if it's true. If if people are going to tell me that Kerr had a negative influence on Pella, and they're still friends, I don't mean like they were like they're still buddies, but they were like living. I don't mean they were together. They were roommates in the alley together. You know, it's just kind of like a mentality you adopt when you're around other people. Okay, well, that's part of the excuse you're going to use for Pella. Let's see how he plays without Kerr. I mean, you really have always been a pro Pella person. Yeah, I'm a PPG. You're PPG. Are I'm, a, you, I'm a pro Pella gal. Pro, you know I got in the car this morning and it was uh, OPP. And I was like, oh, I haven't heard this song forever. Did you explain to the girls what it was? They weren't in the car with me. Remember, you took them to school. It doesn't really matter considering when I go in the car, uh, the the music that Aurora puts on. As, how old is she? I've been getting her age 14. wrong. As a 14 year old. It's shocking. Shocking. The best was a couple, was it like a month ago where we played sexy red for my parents yep was that was kid. that was your idea <laughs> my mom goes oh what is this my dad can't hear thankfully so he didn't understand the words at all but yep. my mom was horrified yep so that's that's where we're at now um 
<laughs> Look at the last question. I know. Might as well. Might as well. Let's just go down the line with some thoughts since this was a 400-point win. Yeah, there's no point in me jumping into deep analysis, so I'll just go through it. Caleb Love, I liked his game a lot tonight. Four assists, no turnovers, 21 minutes. If I'm picking a negative, six of his eight shots came from three. He's better than that at getting to the basket. He should have been able to get to the basket. He did draw four free throws, which is nice, but uh, I'd like to see that more of a 70-30 split, 60-40, you know. Um, Kylan Boswell was awesome. I mean, just the best player on the court, I thought. 18 points, five rebounds, turned the ball over once, uh, hits hit four threes. When he's playing like that, he can play with anyone. Uh, Umar was Umar, 12 and 6, missed two shots, 15 Umar. minutes. Uh, I love Keyshot. <laughs> I love Keyshot Johnson's game, uh, 14 and 7 in 19 minutes. And that's another thing, too. A game like this is nice because you're only playing 19, 20 minutes. I mean, the, the minute leader was Kylan at the point with 22. Um, I thought Jaden Bradley, even though he was 2 for 6, I thought he was fine. Uh, Philly B's strategy of missing shots and then getting the rebound was super cool. Uh, he was 4 of 9 from the field. Uh, 4 of his 5 misses were from 3. He finished with 11 and 7. Uh, K.J. Lewis did K.J. Lewis's things. Uh, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, really super energy guy. The one player that really, and I know he was 2 of 7 from the field, uh, but I thought Crevis was fantastic. 12 points, 5 rebounds. He had 4 assists. Blocked a shot or 2, I believe. Uh he shot at three blocks. KJ had one. Yeah, Krivis had one block. Uh, I thought he was absolutely awesome. And this was his first college game. Um, his shot will fall. I, he took good shots. That's the thing. Usually, that's what you really look for. If a shot's not falling, are they still good shots? I thought Morauskas was fine. Look, man, I, I mean, again, like this was just an ass kicking. That's really what it was. Um, those are the type of games you don't want a tough game before Duke and any of that. And so... Uh, you look at it, Arizona played well, uh, everyone played well, I have no complaints, I, there's no negatives, there's literally, I can go down the line, there's not one negative uh, that I could think of. So, we got Duke on Friday, Shelby, we're going to run that preview on Thursday. We're going to beat all the devils. What? You know, okay. blue devils, God, we're religious. scum devils. Uh, that game, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that game is going to be wild jason almost went to this game just so everybody knows but i did it. but the logistics of it to try to get there and maybe go to colorado to see the football is it and now that arizona's qualified I've for been a in bowl that gym too. yeah it's we gotta kind of figure out where the best hot games take. That to campus go to sucks north Car- duke is very oppressive no- north carolina is much better campus i said it i am yeah, i don't think that's no, I that said controversial it, i don't know if that's controversial i said it I said okay. it. Okay, I'm so glad you did. Get your heart out. Um, I said it. Yeah. We love everyone. Shelby, you know what to do. Bear down. This is literally our sixth outro because Shelby and I keep saying the F word. Shelby, can you maybe make it through one without saying the F word? I don't even care anymore. Go for 
When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.